1: And we have a goal, and that is to provide our listeners with some really good information up to date. Um, Here we are live in the studio. Can't get any more up to date than this, but also local. You know, what's happening in Orlando, Florida, is uh, different than what's happening here in Fresno County. Um, So anyway, we want to give you that local real estate news so you can make um, some good Good, good, a good game plan so you can be a winner in the real estate market. So to help with that today, I have um, a realtor with me, with us, and that's Yvette Chavez. You're with Park Place Real Estate, and uh, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Don. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I the opportunity.
1: Sure. And um, you know a thing or two about real estate, so uh, and <laughs> you were willing to share that with with our audience.
2: No so, gatekeeping today. We're gonna we're gonna uh, dish it all out.
1: That's right. Um, how long have you been a realtor?
2: So I've had my license since uh, twenty end of twenty eighteen, and I've been active full time for the past three years.
1: Okay, excellent. Um, an interesting three years.
2: Very interesting to say the least. Yeah. I got into real estate thinking, oh, I'll have so much flexibility and time. And then of course, COVID comes and changes the game for all of us.
1: That was a game changer for sure. Um, But with the many years experience I have, I I can tell you that time that's, even though we make our own schedules, uh, (laughs) (laughs) be prepared for a long day. Right. Every day, all week.
2: I heard um, someone tell me, yeah, we gave up our nine to five to work 24 seven. So there we go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. And the other guest that we have just happens to know Yvette Chavez. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. His <laughs> name is Emmanuel Chavez, a lender with Universal Lending. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Don. Thank you for having us here.
1: Sure. Um, this is proof that nobody can come and just sit in the room. We, he wasn't <laughs> planned, but it's we're roping him in. That's
2: right. That's right.
1: If you know a thing or two about real estate, then... Um, and lending, you gotta, you gotta get in front of a That's microphone. Right. Uh,
0: I will this morning. <laughs> I was planning on just taking your guys' pictures, but I'll get in front of the microphone this morning. <laughs> All
1: right. Um, okay. So this is a great opportunity with a lender and a realtor here to talk about the current market, and um, I know that Yvette did a lot of work as far as. <laughs> statistics and and you wanted to share those with us so if throw some out there and then we'll talk about them
2: well the reason i pulled these numbers i think is because i want to clear up some misconceptions that may be out there about what kind of market we're in you know a lot of folks talking about the shift and talking about whether it's a seller's market or mm-hmm. a buyer's market and we hear a lot oh it's a buyer's market when statistically we're in a still in a seller's market because we're still less than six months worth of inventory um, but right now we uh, we were looking at some numbers and um, days on market for homes right now um, up for sale is 34 uh, days compared to our peak. In the springtime of 16 and 17 day- days. Um, mm. And then when you compare that to last year at this time, where days on market, so how many days a home sat on the market, um, it was 20 days. So, you know, we're not too far considering the average amount of days, um, you know, healthy amount of days on the market, it would be 25.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I sold real estate back in the 80s and 90s also, and uh, 90 days, some 100 days was normal. Uh, yeah, if you got an offer inside of the first 30 days, the, the seller would immediately <laughs> say, I knew you underpriced it. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, it has been on the market for 30 days. <laughs> right. It's the only offer we have, uh, maybe we should look at it.
2: I mean, I think the reason I give these numbers, and thank you for sharing that, because, you know, last year when the market was so hot that, I mean, you could list a a property on Friday and pretty much be in contract before the weekend was even up. And so people, I think, got a little spoiled with that time frame. And so when they see a house now in our current day, you know, sitting longer than a week and they start panicking two weeks, oh my gosh, you know, and when realistically, you know homes take time to to you know to sell
1: yeah and you know people are spending a quarter million a half million dollars
2: Right, right. Uh, it,
1: it shouldn't be a, a a snap decision right
2: right. Yeah.
1: do you see this out there because i i've been seeing it where buyers are they're used to that statistic of days on the market and they say first question they ask is well how many days on the market has it been well this one's been 10 days on the market oh wonder what's wrong
2: (laughs) oh yes definitely hearing that from uh, potential buyers out there
1: what what would the advice what would you say to a buyer who said that that gee 10 days on the market what's wrong with the house
2: well you know I I think again we need to um, remind them what normal days on the market are in that this is it's part of it you know the houses is it's um it's definitely a, a major purchase and so people are just not making that instant decision over the weekend so this is we're more in a normal market now where we were in a very um like I think you explained it the other day. We were going like a hundred miles per hour, you know, in, in the market and how we were the homes were selling and, and the turnaround times and now we actually are, you know, going speed limit. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. And you said this earlier about being spoiled. Um I think listing agents got spoiled oh, too. Yeah. Not just the sellers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listing <laughs> agents also got spoiled with not having to do too much marketing because pretty much, you know, you listed on the MLS and you were receiving calls and offers before the, even the home even showed, mm-hmm. you know, where now people are like, okay, I'm going to schedule for next week.
1: <laughs> right. So earlier you mentioned buyer's market or seller's market. Um Let's go back to that. How would you describe the market as of November? What's today though? No, today's the 12th, November the 12th. Yeah,
2: yeah. See, um, I mean, if we're going just by the numbers, it's definitely still a seller's market, um, you know, because inventory is still less than three months. I think I saw 2.9 this morning um, worth of inventory. So we're still, anything less than four is still considered a very healthy seller's market. I think what's made it a little bit um, to where again going back to people being spoiled you know and um rates have played a factor in the um the homes how long they're sitting on the market because people now are looking at what my payment's going to be and you know at 5.5 or 6.5 versus a five mm-hmm. a year ago
1: so yeah and that's where emmanuel's going to come in we're <laughs> going to get to you on, on that uh, <laughs> uh, what's happening in the lending market yeah. um uh, Yeah, as far as being spoiled, here's a, if you can picture this, I had a seller come in and I said, hey, I got five offers. Uh, He goes, oh man, do we have to go through all of them? No, no, I'll I'll have it (laughs) all set up. I virtually, or not virtually, I actually put all five offers out on a conference table with a one page summary of each one (laughs) and I let him pick that's not normal
2: no not at all yeah <laughs> you know, it,
1: it was a half million dollar purchase wow. too and, yeah. and five people wanted it that means five people oh, they all had pre-approval letters right, right. so everybody qualified right um, how easy is it to qualify Emmanuel
0: so there's a couple of things that I like to look at when um, approving a, a potential buyer Um, One of the things is their income, their liabilities, and um, what their assets are. And based off of those numbers, we we derive a uh, debt-to-income ratio. So looking at those things, you know, seeing what the pathway is, your credit score and everything, it really dictates what their purchasing power is and allows us to really give them an approval instead of just a a pre-qualification letter.
1: how would you describe to just uh, well to to our basic listener what's the difference between a pre-qualification letter and a pre-approval letter
0: there's a big difference there um you know um i have uh customers clients that come in and they're like oh i'm pre-qualified i'm like okay sounds good so they don't really understand the difference but the difference is huge especially when you're putting in an offer on a uh, pre-approval or pre-qualification, it's based off of the numbers that they've told you. So you, you're you like, okay, sounds good, you know, unverified. That's the main thing. Uh, on a pre-approval, you're verifying everything. You're verifying their income, their assets, their credit check, you're doing all the numbers, making sure everything's good to go. I even pull a, a verification of employment and income from their employer just to make sure everything is buttoned up and good to go. That way, we can hone it in and not be in the ballpark, but actually hit the ball out of the park. And by the way,
1: sellers and realtors really appreciate that straightforward pre-approval yes. because it; um, otherwise, you may go down the wrong path with somebody who really doesn't have the ability to purchase yeah. that home.
0: Correct. So, with the approval and qualification, what the main differences are? In an approval setting, you've removed all the hurdles. Or the, the hurdles that you're did. able to see, mm-hmm. and with the qualification, those hurdles may still be there. So,
2: and I mean that kills an escrow. It can yeah. kill an escrow if they thought they were, pre, you know, qualified, and then we get into escrow, and we've come to find out there's, you know, things that would have made them not actually qualify for the purchase amount. Now, wasting time for the seller, the real estate agents, and even disappointing the family that wanted the home
1: that uh, i'm glad you added that last part about the disappointment mm-hmm. because if you can go back and imagine the 10-year-old kid no who is yeah. telling all his friends hey we're, we're gonna move we're gonna mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. they're not gonna understand the part about oh well now we can't because there was a di- um, the <laughs> yes. dti was too high yeah. <laughs> That part like, what is that and by that, the way that, <laughs> that But that's huge and that's
2: one of the biggest things that when I sit with a client a potential buyer I the first thing we want to make sure we address is where do you stand what is your buying power and so that's the the main thing because I, I don't want the disappointment to come when they fall in love with the home yeah it,
1: and going back to that word disappointment it it's not I don't think very many realtors loan officers worry about wasting the time it it's the having to break the news the disappointing news mm-hmm. to a family that's the hard part
2: absolutely 100 yeah. That that is the the part that yeah. that kills us
0: one yeah. of the things that i prefer to do is identify if there is no pre-approval now but identify the path to the pre-approval and so while you're pre-approving if you don't have a pre-approval now you can identify those steps to get a pre-approval down the road, where in a pre-qual, you're you're just looking at it and saying, oh yeah, you're good to go, but you're not really good to go just yet. Yeah,
1: gotcha. It is time for our first commercial break, but when we get back, I wanna start off talking about the Homewards Essay Contest for school-aged children, and I know that Yvette is really into this, and and we're gonna find out what you're doing individually on this. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. There's a whole that you need to see. Go check out my space. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today. We have Yvette Chavez, a realtor with Park Place Real Estate, and also Emmanuel Chavez of Universal Lending our intro music talked about online. And we want to invite uh, parents and children, school-aged children, to go online uh, and, and enter into the Homewards Essay Contest. Um, we're looking forward to the children giving us a lot of good reasons for um, to provide a home. And, and whether it's renting or buying, th- that doesn't matter. That We're not asking the kids to to sell homes. We're asking, here's the question, 150 word essay on what does my home mean to me? Um, We've got some people that have, uh, kids that have turned theirs in already and uh, there's going to be some interesting ones on there. The contest ends November 15th. So we've got, what, three more days. Three more days, time to do it. But I know a 150 word essay doesn't take very long. I spent a lot of time in detention in school, (laughs) uh, after school, uh, writing essays. You can whip them right out and be done and out on the playground very quickly. So you might say, well, where do I find this? Uh, First of all, it's available to all children. There's three age categories. There's uh, high school, nine, nine through 12 grades, Then there's uh, fifth grade to eighth grade, and then fourth grade and under, with uh, some pretty substantial prizes for each category. $400 gift card to the winner. Um, And so the way you get there, go to the fresnorealtors.com website. Mm -hmm. Fresnorealtors.com. And the easiest way I found to get there rather than scrolling down and swiping left, swiping right, just right at the top, go to the magnifying glass, the lookup box, and type in essay and it'll take you right there. It does need parental consent um, but we want to we, we want to hear from the children what what a home means to them uh, but I was talking with Yvette earlier in the week and you're doing something interesting on this. So tell us about that.
2: So I wanted to encourage more, you know, uh, more children to uh, get involved and share with us their thoughts on, you know, um, what having their home means to them and being, um, so I threw out for my clients um, who submitted an, an essay, uh, an extra $100 for, you know, the top essay winner so and you know I'll throw a little participation um, incentives for all all my other clients but um, you know I thought it was just a little extra incentive for the kids.
1: That's a great idea so here is an individual realtor uh, one of 4,000 <laughs> and you're using this to, to help your clients th- Absolutely. this membership benefit
2: Absolutely. I, one of the biggest things for me, one of the greatest satisfactions is when I am handing that key over to the family and the children's faces are just so full of life and, and, jo- and like joy. And it's that it brings out that child within you and you just can't help but you know, get as excited as them. And so that for me is the ultimate payout, you know, to see the excitement on their face
1: just as you were saying that it brought back a memory and and gosh, this is probably 12, 15 years ago. I sold a mobile home to some people and when I was giving them the keys, here's the little second grade daughter. She's running throughout the house. And then she comes comes back to me. She goes, look, look, this is gonna be my bedroom.
2: (laughs) You gave me chills because I've had that same experience. And I think um, as a parent, to see our children just have that kind of excitement, it just makes every sacrifice worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it also shows the children um, uh, how they should be when they get older, too. Absolutely. You know, maintaining a nice home, a good, clean home. Uh, and
2: it brings that, that ownership, that just that self. What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Um, the pride?
2: Yes, pride. Just, yeah. just that pride and, uh, you know, just knowing that's your little piece. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, so.
1: And that extends to renting also. If you're renting a home, to have that pride
2: Absolutely. is
1: very, very important. Because yeah. um, you're, you're showing your, your children about the pride in your home.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And um, someday it'll happen. They'll be a homeowner yeah. because our loan officers are going to make sure we, <laughs> we, right. we get a, right. make it affordable.
0: That's
2: right. And, you know, just kind of piggybacking on that, one, one uh, fun fact for us all is I, I pulled up this morning um, that in Fresno County, 53% of the families here are actually renting. More than half of the families are renters, and only 47% are owner-occupied homes. Um, that's that is that's a huge number to know that most of our families are renting. When I I know we need to if we can get more education out and more, um, you know planning out there for our families i truly believe we can make that switch around and have the majority of our families here in fresno county actually be homeowners and you know have a lower number of of renters
1: yeah i mean even if we were to flip those numbers to Mm fifty three forty seven, i mean it's still about half and half but at least we could say it's the majority the
2: majority correct Think
1: about that pride. There is a pride of homeownership, too, because, you know, you've sunk your roots into that neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and I think you want to keep it looking nice. Absolutely. And then that makes the neighbor want to keep that nice and on and and on and on. Yes.
2: It just builds community. It builds a great community. Oh, I like that. Mm Yes.
1: That's a good (laughs) soundbite, you know, in the radio business. Fifteen years ago, when I started this, I had no idea what a soundbite was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know how to spell it. I never would have guessed it was a B-Y-T-E-S at the end. But, Yvette, you just had a good soundbite.
2: Nice, nice. Okay, maybe I should stop here. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Um, so l-
1: let's get into that spirit of cooperation that uh, – you and I talked about that earlier in the week when, when we were talking about, hey, what are we going to talk about on this show?
2: By the way, yeah, I took so many notes from your PowerPoint presentation <laughs> this, this uh, Thursday at the YPN meeting. So thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. Sure.
1: You, you're going to have to explain to our listeners what YPN is and what is a PowerPoint.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can explain the PowerPoint over radio <laughs> with... <laughs> without the visual but it was um so it's our young professionals uh, uh real estate professionals and um we get together once a month for uh, you know to hear from from folks like yourself who um, again going back to cooperation who share what's going on in their perspective in the market and they um, you shared you know the shifting market and you've been around here to, so that we can take some notes from you and and you talked about You know what you've seen in the different markets and how you know some of the differences and similarities and just how to stay on top of it so that you can make it out of whatever shift is happening right now so we can be here in the future to service our clients
1: yeah and one thing that was on my PowerPoint presentation (laughs) was this is the sixth uh, market shift that I've been through
2: that's awesome wow
1: and some of them were subtle right. some were short some right. were long uh, they were all different they had different uh, conditions underlying conditions but the the constant was that there will still there will always be people that need to sell there will always be people right. that need right. to buy right. or right. want to buy right, right. and let, let's go into the difference between wanting to buy and needing to buy right now because right. people say, oh, my gosh, interest rates went up.
2: Well, <laughs> that's an
1: opportune time, too, because Absolutely. there's not as much competition. Correct?
2: Absolutely. Well, with the rates going up, you know, one thing that uh, a lot of the buyer consultations that I'm having, um, the folks that I'm sitting with, and they go, well, I heard it wasn't a good time to buy. And so my question following that is, did you hear that from? Who was your source? Because the majority of the people are getting their source from either social media, which we know if you're on TikTok making a video, you know, yeah, you might be getting the views, but it doesn't mean you're a qualified person to give advice or, you know, any other platform, um, including, you know, news media and all those. They're businesses. They're going to sell you on the news, typically bad, so you'll listen, you know, but here are professionals giving you the actual numbers. And so that's my biggest uh, thing. I try to educate my clients on what the actual numbers are so that we can see in their particular situation, is it a good time for them to buy?
1: All right, excellent. And with Mm -hmm. the example we used earlier in the show where there were five qualified offers, on one property, well, this market shift and the rise in interest rates really means that now there's one or two qualified, Mm -hmm. but. um,
2: They're still qualified. There's still people that need to buy. There's still people that need to sell, like you said. And rates typically, I mean, uh, again, we got spoiled with those two and three percents, you know? And so right now, again, we're seeing not a shift, but really getting back to normal. Um, Where, you know, when we bought our first home in 2019, so right before everything, we bought our first home and our rate was like 5.75. And we were excited about that, you know, because they gave us a a way to become homeowners. It did take our rent. Up from we were paying I think $1,300 to $1,800, but at $1,800 we were now becoming homeowners. So yes, we paid more, but then you know the beauty about real estate is that just a year later we were able to refinance, lower our payment significantly to the point where we were able to then move into our new uh, the home that we live now, and um, so it gave us opportunities and mm-hmm. that's what we want to create. We want to create opportunities for families. Step one is get into your home and then you have options from there.
1: And I heard the spoiled word again and, and that <laughs> is really something that we have to think about. And, and, and as we go into our commercial break, I want everybody to ponder on this one. In a way we got spoiled where uh, for the rates were so low, the cost was so low that um a first time home buyer could jump right into that half million dollar home
0: mm-hmm. and skip
1: homes number 1 and 2 right, the, the stepping right, stone right, homes
0: right right yes
1: as we go back to normal maybe that of of those few people that couldn't afford that 500,000 dollar home maybe they can afford a 4 or 450 mm-hmm. home. well there's a lot of them out there yes so maybe they they make that stepping stone maybe your first home is not your forever home?
2: That's huge, that, that's that is huge. the main thing. And pre-COVID, that's what I would tell my clients, this is not your forever home. This is your step into home ownership to get into your forever home.
1: All right, well, thank you. We are gonna to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned and ponder that question. Uh, uh, and stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, <laughs> 940-KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have Emmanuel Chavez, loan officer with Universal Lending, a local loan officer, and uh, his wife, Yvette Chavez, with Park Place Real Estate, a realtor here. So, quite a combination.
2: <laughs> in all sense of the word <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um how old are your kids
2: well we oh. have a blended family of four uh, four kids and a grandbaby so we have our oldest being 25 uh, 19 17, 17 and 12, 12 and a grandbaby two years old mm-hmm. so.
1: and you said you bought a home so you um, you're showing them the way
2: absolutely
1: yes. uh, And and at least you know you have some security that in the year 2028 <laughs> we don't know where we're heading right right but at least you know your housing costs
2: absolutely which you know that's our biggest thing is educating our our um, clients our consumers our community about wh- why home ownership is so important and so one of the steps that we take um, is doing, you know, um, buyer consultations, home ownership workshops, and showing folks the steps of how to get into home ownership because um, being a homeowner brings so much value. Like we were talking about earlier, it, it creates that pride, that sense of ownership. It um, helps break generational curses of poverty, it opens doors for future generations. And with rents going up, if you look at the average family you know with the amount of money they have to put down for a rental with i think they charge uh, first month's last month's uh, security deposit sometimes i've seen like up to seventy five hundred dollars or more for a security deposit um, where you know you could probably use that same money on a for your down payment cost and right now in the market that we're in Uh, you know, if we find the right home, we can use, if you're a first time home buyer, we can have uh, down payment assistance programs, there's Mm -hmm. grants, there's money available for you. And then, you know, if you find yourself a great real estate team that can negotiate some closing costs, seller concessions for you, now there's even less money out of pocket for you. So that same $7,500 that you use to get into an apartment or a condo can get you into your home, your first home.
1: Yeah. yeah. In fact, it's funny you say that because during the break, uh, an armchair quarterback sent me a text <laughs> and he said, hey, educate the people that 7500, the 7500 that they put down for first and last and a deposit uh, could good g- easily go towards their down payment and they can build their own kingdom.
2: Absolutely. Yes. That is so good. That is so good. Thank you for yeah. throwing We caught it. Yeah, well, uh, that <laughs> armchair quarterback is my son-in-law. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank
1: you. Thanks for Thank helping you. me out. I, yeah, I know. Uh, All right. So you mentioned a team. So uh, how do you like it when somebody said, Yvette, we want to use you as our realtor to find a home? And, oh, by the way, we've been pre-qualified by... ABC Mortgage out of Newark, New Jersey.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. I'm glad you've been pre-qualified. Let's sit down and have a buyer's consultation and let's make sure that everything's in order. And, um, you know, uh, what is it about that particular lender that attracted you to go to them, you know? And then I explained the benefits of using a local lender, a local trusted lender because um, for one, cooperation in our community, in our real estate community is super important. Um, As a realtor, when I'm dealing with another realtor professional, I uh, I want to know that we're gonna work together to help both our clients accomplish their goal. And the only way we're gonna do that is if we all work as a team. And that team includes listing agent, buyer's agent, our lender, our trusted lender, um, and even all the other vendors that are involved in the whole transaction. So you really have to make sure that one, <clears throat> cooperation is important when working together and that you have a <clears throat> local trusted lender, you know, helping you along the ways. Because that I can't knock on the door of that guy in New Jersey, but I can definitely knock on the door of our local guy here going, hey, what's going on? Where's our clear to close? We <laughs> ready to go?
1: <laughs> I used to put mm-hmm. out this <clears throat> analogy to my clients, this is back in the '90s when the Lakers and Showtime was okay, big. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I said, you know, if we can put the right team together—the right loan officer, home inspector, um, escrow officer—we get the right team together. I am going to feel like Magic Johnson out on absolutely. a fast break. <laughs>
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs>
1: making that no look pass, <laughs> knowing that you that your teammate's going to be there yep. uh, to do their part. However if we put the wrong mm-hmm. team together mm-hmm. i'm going to feel like the lead dog on a dog sled team <laughs> where, where that's great. you're pu- you know the dogs are going different yeah, directions like and, uh, all, but all chained in yeah, by yeah, the yeah. escrow rules <laughs> yeah. but it's hard
2: it just yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely it, you know and that's why cooperation is so important um, all, for all of us the whole community you know it just gives our client that Amazing experience home buying experience because we want every one of our clients to go. Oh wow That was so easy. <laughs> yeah, that, I did my job then if it was, <laughs> if it looked easy I did my job, right. you know, because um, we're the ones not sleeping We're the ones, you know putting out the fires and we just want to make sure that our client has the best experience um, At the end of the day
1: mm-hmm. Great and let's talk about cooperation between two different companies so uh, Park, you work with Park Place mm-hmm. Real Estate, yes. I, I work with Realty Concepts, yeah. and yet, if you brought me an offer on my listing or vice versa, we're gonna be excited yeah. and we're going to wanna cooperate and work together. Uh, how does that work? It doesn't <laughs> seem right that uh, two different companies would work together.
2: I think when the ultimate goal is to help more families accomplish their real estate goals, get the keys to home ownership, move on to their forever home or their first home, whatever the case may be, I think um, us here as a community—that's why we need, you know, we need to work together so that our clients can have that that experience. And it doesn't matter that we work for different companies because at the end of the day. I need to, if I'm on the buyer side, you're on the listing side, I need to make sure I write a good contract, need, you know, clean contract so that you, you know, you can present that to your seller. So it, and I need to make sure I have that good reputation with you so that you can go onto your seller and go, oh, you know, Yvette's a standout person, agent, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna close. We accept their offer, you accept their offer. You're, we're gonna get this job done.
1: Yeah, and if we can, Commu- here's the the big c words communication if we can communicate yes. Oh, yes. we a can huge. find common ground absolutely between the buyer and the seller absolutely um you know maybe the seller needs a little more time to move than a regular 30-day escrow right uh, so if we can find that out um, maybe that's a concession uh, right. that can be right. made and um uh, you know, maybe the seller's willing to actually accept a lower price if they get some favorable concessions.
2: At the end of the day, what's important is that both the seller and the buyers come out the winning, you know, both feel like they're both winning. And that's only going to happen if both agents are, find that common ground. Mm-hmm. You know, and so our ability to communicate and cooperate with each other is going to—it's—it's it's what's going to ensure our clients have the best experience, whatever side they may be on.
1: Mm-hmm. Emmanuel, can you see that from the lender's side? So you're back there <laughs> making the loan. Can yeah. you tell when the buyer and seller's agents are communicating, or oh, when they're not?
0: Oh, most definitely, most <laughs> definitely. So um, I'm kind of like in the middle. <laughs> So, you know, I'm getting information from both sides, but then I can really tell when the communication path is not.
2: There's a breakdown. There's a
0: breakdown there. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe one likes to text, the other one likes to email yeah. or, you know, one likes to uh, phone call and the other one likes to in person. But at the end of the day, we need to get that information to one centralized location so that we communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was told that while ago that you know we all love to communicate we all need to communicate the information everything but we need to figure out how we communicate and that's part of building the, that relationship with your real estate partners and your lenders knowing how they communicate knowing how they work so that way you're like oh I know how they work and they know how I work and when we're in a transaction it's nice and smooth
1: yeah it, and here's that's a good plug too for, uh for using a local lender so if you're using that, that person out of Newark, New Jersey, and um, <laughs> you go and you call them it, or email them or yeah. whatever at 2.15 in the afternoon, right in the yeah. middle of our work right. day, right. but they're already right. off.
2: They're done. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's a big one, yeah. yeah.
0: No, All it's, right. uh yeah, I've, I've dealt with that uh, where, you know, I've had a real estate agent from, they were, they're traveling. So they, the originate, or they, uh, they work in Florida. You know, you jogged my memory earlier when you talked about Florida. And they work here as well. But the time difference is is a huge factor there as well. So yeah, getting in front of that is, is key as well.
1: All right. We are going to go to our next commercial break, but I want to remind the parents and the children, go to the, complete that Homewards Essay Contest. Uh, November 15th is the deadline. November 16th. The bell has already rung. So go to fresnorealtors.com, go to the lookup box, type in the word essay, and it'll pop up, and you can complete it right there. does need parental consent because uh, these are children that are filling it out. Uh, and by the way, parents, we can tell when you wrote it or the <laughs> the, the first grader wrote it. So you know, don't try to pull it fast. <laughs> All right. Grab um, mm. With that, we're going to our, first, our next commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Yvette Chavez of Park Place Real Estate and also Emmanuel Chavez of Universal Lending. Same last name, so I, you two are married. How, how do you handle, let, let's make this a, a, oh, a human <laughs> okay. interest story now. <laughs> um, how do you handle a home when, when both of you have jobs that are not eight to five?
2: Oh yeah. Well, the first thing I think when when we decided to, to take on this, um, well, to take on just being a family, is we told our kids we live by schedules. So if it's not on the calendar, it's not gonna happen. If they, you know, everybody, our kids are very active and very involved, so everybody has their own schedule. We have a, a family schedule, a family calendar, and so if they need a ride, if they need us to attend one of their events, it needs to be on the calendar so we can make adjustments to our calendar to make sure that we make it to their events. and give them rides or whatever they need.
1: I hope my son's listening
0: to this.
2: (laughs) So we tell them. And and sometimes, you know, they've had to see that we're not bluffing when we say if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. They didn't put it on the calendar. So unfortunately, we couldn't make it happen because we had other, you know, things we were already committed to. So we live by our, our calendars and schedules. And then on that
0: note, sometimes when they forget to put something on the calendar, they try to, like, Get together and come against us. (laughs) You know what I mean. So they try to negotiate with us. We don't negotiate with terrorists, and that's what we tell them. We don't negotiate with terrorists. I'm sorry. (laughs) It should have been on the calendar. (laughs) There you go. I I like that one.
2: But we, you know, we our our uh, calendar, our schedule, communication. We communicate with the kids a lot. I think maybe they would say over communicate, but we we try to communicate as much as possible. Um, but setting boundaries I think is probably the biggest thing that helps us um, with certain things and I mean setting boundaries with um, not just the kids um, with our clients too where we make it we're very transparent in what our schedules look like and uh, you know making sure that we're a good fit for each other Mm -hmm. um, in moving forward
1: what should a client expect um, when let's say they call you Emmanuel, and they say hey I need to get pre-qualified um, can they expect to come into your office like in
0: five minutes no we said we'll set up an appointment um, <laughs> and um and i am respectful of their time and i ask the same thing you know um but i will work as hard as i can to get that pre-approval out sooner than later um, as long as they give me all the documents needed <laughs> for the pre-approval mm-hmm. we're off to the races So being
1: prepared, uh, the buyer being prepared is very important.
0: Correct. And we we go over that as well uh, in our phone call, you know, in our conversation there, um, because they do want to come into the office like right now. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Do you have these documents on hand? Do you have them ready to go? Do you have to come into the meeting is amazing that you're ready to go, but we need to, you know, preload with this meeting with some documents in order to be successful. Again, pre-planning, you know, getting plan, executing your plan, and moving forward. That way we know we we stick with the structure, it works, and we're able to execute it. Can I add to that? Um,
2: Typically when a a buyer, a potential buyer, calls, um, you know, typically they're – they're not ready to like sit down and sign paperwork at that moment. They they, they ask questions and you know um, we always make ourselves available for our clients at a time that's gonna work for all of us. And so I don't want anyone to get discouraged and say, no if I call right now we're not you know, my lender or whoever's not gonna be available. I, I want to encourage you to when you feel the urge to call and, and see, okay, I'm gonna take that first step because taking that first step is huge most people do don't become homeowners because they don't think they can or they've been told that you, you think you can buy a house? You can't buy a house, Don. Who, who do you think you are? You Do you know where you come from? You can't buy a house. And so sometimes we buy into that, um, that noise and then we go, oh, I guess I can't buy a house. So I wanna encourage anyone that if, if you're not a homeowner and you get that, you know what, what would it take for me to buy a home? Make that call to your trusted realtor, to your trusted uh, local lender. Give them a call and say, you know what, Yvette? What would it take for me to buy a home? Let's make an appointment. Let's make some time. Let's game plan what it would look for me to become a homeowner. Maybe not right now. Maybe some things need to take place. Um, but definitely, let's make a, a game plan to get you on the on the um, you know on the path to home ownership.
1: That is so important to have a game plan and to be prepared, like the the scouts say, mm-hmm. be prepared. Absolutely. Um, some of the toughest clients that I know I've worked with are the ones that call up. Hey, uh, yeah, I work with so-and-so. He said to give me to give you a call mm-hmm. th- that yeah. you can help. Uh, we're sitting in front of a house right now. Can you <laughs> <Yeah>. come and show <laughs> so, it to us?
2: It's 8 p.m. and it's dark.
1: Yeah, let And I remember one where I said, you know, ironically, I'm in the neighborhood. So yeah, right. I can do that right, right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. But, when I got there, I didn't have all the information on the right. solar, right? The solar lease. Right. I didn't have, you know, hey, is this a good price? Right. Well, you'd have to come off the top of your right. head with that. Right. So, allow for being allow the realtor Absolutely. and the loan officer to get prepared. prepared. Absolutely. Give, give time, and um, I like what you say, like with your children about the boundaries and and, and mm-hmm. the. Um, Uh, putting it on a schedule because then you can plan for it
2: right and it gives for a better experience again so Mm -hmm. that person that called you you happen to be in the neighborhood okay no problem let me show it because we want to show our clients like we're considering we want to be there for them but at the same time the the if you want to have a great experience then you got to allow for people to be prepared
1: Mm -hmm. emmanuel what do you want people to remember most about today's discussion on lending
0: on lending, um, the difference between a pre-qualification and an approval, that's that's the, the biggest thing right now, especially with our market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do go back and you know check all my files, make sure we're all good to go. But one thing that I do want everybody to remember is let's pre-plan. You know, the, with the shift in market and everything, we may need to change that plan a little bit. So we need, need to be a little bit flexible with it, but we need to address it. Uh, we can't we can't be reactive. We have to be proactive. So mm-hmm. that's one of the main things that you know that I want everybody to kind of remember there. Okay,
1: and Yvette, what do you want people to remember most about your part of the discussion today?
2: I want to give people hope, and I want the listeners to remember that homeownership is possible. I want them to um, real. To realize that we understand that it, it can be a scary process, it's unknown, or maybe you're the first uh, buyer in your household. Like no one's ever bought a home, so um, do not be scared. I, I think it's very important to take the first step, and because the payoff is priceless and building a sense of home ownership is is huge, especially for building uh, again a better community.
1: Yeah, and I uh, I know you're, uh, you've brought this up before that people think oh I can't do it because no one in my family has or, or uh, it's not right for me this is America we can do absolutely. it yeah 100. yeah um, the, the opportunity is there for everybody yeah. it takes hard work absolutely. dedication planning and uh, good loan officer and a good realtor to help
2: absolutely so don't don't get caught up in what the media t- uh, is telling you uh, make sure you are getting your source from a licensed you know agent
1: all right i want to thank both of you for coming in today and sharing your knowledge thank most you. of all i want to thank our listeners Absolutely. for tuning in and hearing us out
2: yeah and
1: you know home ownership is a great thing Absolutely. and so is that homewards essay contest yes. got three yes. days get, go. get your kids to <laughs> do got it. it thank you and thank we'll you be go. back again next week
0: thank you